It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 140, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Welcome back, happy Friday. This is where you can listen to some popular blogs covering health and fitness, read to you by me, but not on Fridays, because every Friday I do something else. I take your audio questions from our website, oldpodcast.com, and play them right here, and then answer them for you. It's one of my favoriteest parts of this show, so definitely keep those questions coming in. And as always, my promise to you is to tell you the truth. To the best of my knowledge, I wanna give you the most accurate and up-to-date information possible. Now, if you wanna be a part of this show and also have a great chance to win books from us, ask us a question. Now's the time because in just five days, we'll be giving away a book to a random person who sent a question in. Listen through to the end of the episode to hear how to send in a question. For now, let's jump right in as we start optimizing your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. I'm calling to ask you to talk about magnesium. I've read different things and I can't really decipher what's fact and what's marketing. I've read that it's easy to have a deficiency on magnesium and that it's required for many things in our body. So I was just wondering if you could help explain and clarify some things about it. Also, if it's a good idea to take a supplement and uh, the amount, perhaps, and the form. Thank you so much. Thank you for your question, Susan. You are correct that magnesium is an important nutrient. It's actually a mineral and serves many important functions in the body. It's been estimated that magnesium is involved in over 300 metabolic processes in the body, ranging from helping us build muscle, making sure our bones are strong and healthy, helping us manage our blood sugar, and even keeping our blood pressure in check. Given this, it becomes clear why some may want to consider supplementing with magnesium. But before I get to that, I have to mention how much magnesium we're supposed to get each day. Now, it does differ slightly for men and women. For most healthy women, somewhere between 310 and 360 milligrams per day is recommended. For otherwise healthy men, somewhere between 400 and 420 milligrams per day is just fine. The question is, do most people meet these daily recommendations? Are folks actually getting enough magnesium in their diets? According to some data sources, yes. Others, no. Clear as mud, right? The problem is, these data are often based on surveys. For example, researchers will mail a survey to a bunch of people that have agreed to be in their study. Some of the survey questions will ask something like, how often do you consume green leafy vegetables? How often do you consume almonds? How often do you consume black beans? All of these foods, for example, are high in magnesium. So by asking about their intakes of these foods, they can determine whether folks are getting enough magnesium in their diets. The problem is, often people either can't accurately remember how often they consume these foods or may over or underestimate their intakes. I'm a dietitian, and I can't remember what I ate three days ago, let alone try and accurately report how often I consume magnesium-rich foods and in what portions and all of that fun stuff. Another way to determine whether folks are getting enough nutrients in their diets is to have them go in for a blood test. For example, it's now common for doctors to run a blood test that looks at vitamin D levels because we're learning that many adults living in the U.S. are vitamin D deficient. Unfortunately, with magnesium, we can't run a simple blood test to see if someone's deficient. This is because there's actually not a whole lot of magnesium floating around in the bloodstream. Instead, it's sitting inside our cells, like our muscle cells and in our bones. 
So unless we were to remove some of your muscle cells or your skeletal structure to see how much magnesium you have stored up, we really don't know whether you're deficient. Now, according to the National Institutes of Health, most otherwise healthy adults probably get enough magnesium each day. This is because it's found in many foods we eat regularly. Certain groups are more likely to have a magnesium deficiency, and it's usually those on medications that prevent magnesium from being absorbed by the gut, or those with GI disorders like Crohn's disease or active ulcerative colitis or celiac disease, and those with type 2 diabetes. Some older adults may not be getting enough magnesium also, but much of that depends on their diet. So would I recommend most folks supplement magnesium? Probably not. Researchers are discovering that supplementing likely will not improve your blood pressure, lower your risk for heart disease or stroke, reduce the frequency of headaches and migraines, or help with managing blood sugar. The American Diabetes Association went on record stating that there isn't enough evidence to recommend magnesium supplementation at this time to help manage blood sugar. In fact, the side effects of getting too much magnesium can be downright unpleasant. When strolling down the aisle of your local pharmacy, you may encounter a product called Milk of Magnesia. This is an over-the-counter laxative. The word magnesia is in reference to, yep, you guessed it, magnesium. So basically, too much magnesium can act as a laxative. It is possible to consume enough magnesium through your diet alone. Those foods that are great sources of magnesium include nuts like almonds, peanuts, and cashews, beans, soy like edamame, tofu, and soy milk, green leafy vegetables like spinach, avocado, whole grain breads, and dairy products. So most people don't need a magnesium supplement unless they have a GI disorder, are on certain medications, or follow a really strict diet. But as always, I would encourage you to contact your doctor if you aren't sure before supplementing on your own. For me, I know that my intake is likely just fine because every day around 3 p.m., I grab a handful of unsalted mixed nuts, which includes almonds, pecans, cashews, walnuts, and peanuts, and have those as a snack. That snack alone gets me about halfway towards my recommended daily intake. Thank you again for your question, Susan. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to be on this show and have a really good chance to win free books, come by oldpodcast.com to submit your question. Just look for the red bar along the side or call 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. The next drawing is in just five days, so get your question in before that if you want to have a chance to win. I just want to take another moment to thank you all for the support so far. Thank you for sending in your questions. Definitely keep those coming, and we'll continue the show on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.